Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Coffee Talk with Shell, where there's always variety in life. Hi, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in to Coffee Talk with Shell, where there's always variety in life, Sunday nights at 8 p.m. Central Time. So let's get started. Next couple hours, we've got so much to talk about. Love to hear your beautiful voices and your own thoughts, perspectives. So, uh, and welcome guests, well, I think 1643, you were in and out of the chat room for a moment, so if you come back, I see you come back. I had to refresh the screen, but the chat room is open through blogtalkradio.com forward slash coffee talk with Shell. You can always message me live on Twitter at coffee talk WC, and you can also call into the show. The switchboard number here is 323, area code 323-642-1556. We're going to do trending topics from current events and news stories to sports, entertainment, and more. Uh, some of the trending topics at this moment as I speak include that we'll be talking about tonight. Oh, man, where do I start? <laughs> Let's see here. Uh, well, first, locally, we'll start at my home team, the Dallas Cowboys. Since we Sports is part of the trending topics, NFL games, especially on the weekend, you know, Sunday's football and all. Uh, unfortunately, my home, home team, Dallas Cowboys, once again lost the game. Score over 30 points and end up losing the game at the last minute. I'm telling you, and I don't know this particular game. I didn't look at the stats. I didn't watch the game, to be honest with you. Just watched the recap. But for the most part, when they're winning by halftime, I noticed a pattern. They get overconfident and end up losing the game. When they're losing by halftime, they amp it up. Realize, oh, we got to step it up and end up winning the game. So I'm not sure at this particular uh, in this particular case, this game they played today, if that happened or not. But it's so frustrating to see them keep losing at the last minute. That's why we call them Cardiac Cowboys, because they either win or lose a game like at the last minute, it seems, all the time. You never know the outcome until literally the last few seconds. It's crazy. I know. So that's on a local level here, speaking of my Cowboys. Uh, well, it's technically a national level, too, because they're an NFL team and play other teams across the nation. And I can't even remember who they played. <laughs> I'll look that up in a minute. Uh, but anyway, there's plenty more to talk about as well. Give me just a moment here. Give you kind of recap, an overview of what we're going to talk about tonight. And, of course, if there's any other trending topics, news, sports, entertainment, what have you, you just want to go and say hi. Sometimes people do that, especially my family and friends. <laughs> um, anyway, just feel free to do any of that. That's great. Just keep it family-friendly and clean. It's all ask. And and respectful of each other's opinions, and um, and hopefully the soldiers will join us. They usually do. Eventually, by the last hour of the show, my my dear friends, the Screaming Eagles, stationed over in Afghanistan from Fort Campbell, and Captain James, if you're here in the states listening, I've been keeping you on prayer, sending lots of love and hugs, as well as all your soldiers, men and women, including First Lieutenant Diane and all the soldiers from Fort Campbell over there, and. Afghanistan. So hopefully they'll tune in here shortly. Uh, but again, if you want to call in, let me remind you the number again is 323-642-1556. Give me just a moment here. All right. Hold on. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh And where was I? Where was I? <laughs> oh, yeah, there's a huge story. Okay. All right, here we go. 
All right. Um, da, 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 da. And all right. So uh, I mentioned that the NFL uh, will mostly lose the Cowboys. Uh, speaking of NFL, unfortunately, I'm really sad for Odell Beckham Jr. to see he was injured. I believe it was a fractured ankle. He looked like he was in a lot of agony. I totally don't blame him. Lucky for lucky uh Luckily, you know, I'm trying to say lucky and luckily at the same time. Lucky for him, he is an athlete, is very active, so I'm hoping it's a fast healing recovery and he can play again soon, all that. I never, never like to see any athlete injured. It just breaks my heart, uh, even if they're on, on an opposing team or on my home team, Cowboys. Just, oh, my goodness me. I've had, you know, two broken arms at the same time in, like, 2008, and I had two broken feet at the same time in, uh, I think, 2012. I don't know, and it is. Oh, it, it humbles you, let me say, <laughs> to tell you the least. It definitely, at the very least, humbled me, and it's extremely painful, but it also was um, a motivator, you know, like get yourself better and all that. Like I was only in a wheelchair one day because I refused to, to let it have me. I was like, I've got to walk. I've just got to walk no matter how hard it is. It's just difficult. You just got to keep on keeping on. So anyways, we're going to talk about that, Odell Beckham Jr.'s injury. We're also going to talk about... Uh, there's a lot of things going on politics, Bob Corker, Republicans, all that stuff going on. Kim Jong-un, always in the news, Vladimir Putin and Russia, uh, talking about banning the U.S. media, Russia, U.S., who we hear every day in the news too, don't we? Uh, a news story dubbed racially insensitive Facebook ad, uh, it's a highlight story, so I'm going to learn about that as we speak tonight on air and talk about that. Also, have any of you seen the new movie, Blade Runner 2049? I think it was very successful, but we're going to check into that too, see how the reviews went down, opening records. I think it, I think I read it good, um, you know, sales records for opening weekend, but I double checked that. Don't quote me because <laughs> I'm reading a lot going back and forth here for a moment. Uh, also, we're going to talk about Catalan independence referendum, as well as Turkey and the U.S. security. And I, I know I hadn't mentioned it yet because it's probably all heavy on lots of our hearts and minds, and it's a huge story that we cannot ignore, and we we need open discussion for so many reasons on this, and you'll understand why in a minute when I say what the topic is. And unfortunately, that is the horrific, horrific incident that occurred recently in Las Vegas, the shooting incident. I think over 50 people died and over 500 injured is just horrific. Uh, my thoughts and prayers going out to all affected. We really need to open up the communication. We need to figure this out. There's got to be better solutions. I want to hear your thoughts. I, I have many family friends that are on opposing sides of this view of regarding gun control. Should we change the laws, keep them? I'm in Texas. And I was actually, I'll admit, I was actually, before this incident occurred, I was actually a little excited about uh, an old Staples building closing down and and a, a gun range opening up in that in place of it, and um, you know I, I've thought long and hard about this about you know learning to shoot a gun. Go, I don't own one or anything, but you know learning to um, shoot a gun, going to the gun range and all that. And I thought it's pretty cool. And then this incident happened, and I'm like torn. Where part of me still wants to do that, but the other part of me is kind of almost wishing there wasn't even a gun range near where I live now. You know what I mean? It's I'm so in Texas. Like you, I'm like one of those stereotypical Texan hometowns that you imagine, where literally there's this gun range that just opened across the street. Is church? I mean, typical Texas. 
stereotypical. <laughs> now, it's not like I, I ride a horse to work and then Grant and I work from home, but, you know, we do drive cars. Grant, we do have policemen on horses, so I guess kind of are stereotypical in that way. But people I meet, they mostly just know Dallas from the old soap opera Dallas, you know, who shot JR, ironically, I know. So <laughs> I'm on the Fort Worth side, which is <laughs> now think about it, it's also nicknamed Cowtown and we do have a Fort Worth stockyards and we do have animals and we do have policemen on horses. So I guess the more I think about this and the more the Fort Worth side is kind of stereotypical of how you imagine Texas and Dallas side's a little more city fight, although they do have policemen on horses, but they also have policemen in cars and all that. But anyway, I'm getting off on a tangent like I always do. So back on track. So we're gonna talk about that too. We're gonna talk about uh, the horrific incident in Las Vegas, and I've been reading up all perspectives from, well, not all, but tons, from the perspective of the gunman, the girlfriend, the brother, to to watching the survivors, the those who were not injured, those who were injured, those who lost loved ones in the incident, you know, all of those and more um, interviews, and um, that's, I think I'm mostly intrigued by the human interest aspect of story so I tend to watch more of those because I want to hear what happened I want to hear what these people think and how they cope with such a tragedy and 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 and, and keep going you know because unfortunately we've had so many awful incidents and this one by far is now the worst I know the last one before this unfortunately was Pulse Orlando uh, the Pulse Club in Orlando the LGBT community was greatly affected there were straight people too like myself that uh, I mean I wasn't there but straight people you know like myself that were there as well and I definitely am an ally of the LGBT community have tons of family and friends in the community love them all dearly Um, and that was I mean I remember staying up late nights watching those interviews for a long time from Angel Cologne and um, he, he was one of the uh, survivors that stayed in the hospital the longest had terrific injuries and you know I think I, I see things like this and hope and pray that somehow some way I don't know how I'll find the light in the tunnel and at the very least I hope the survivors from the past tragedies are reaching out and helping those in the Las Vegas tragedy recently because it, it just breaks my heart every time I see one interviewed and they say the same thing for the most part. Most majority of them keep saying so many died, even younger than me. So many died. Why did I survive? Why am I here? What's the point? And that just breaks my heart because I, I know we, we need to remember the victims. Don't get me wrong. We totally do. Totally do. And it's not about the shooter at all. It's, it's you know, because that's what he would want. It's, it's about the, the people that, were affected that were hit and shot and, and all and or there and just horrific. I can't even imagine. I cannot even begin to comprehend what it would be like to go through something like that and hope to never have to and would never wish that on anyone in the world ever, 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 never, ever. But I do hope and pray. Um, I had a point. Oh dear. Ah, uh, I was talking about the survivors and hoping Oh, hoping and praying that those that did survive know they have a purpose. You know, there's just so much that they can do to to help others um, and make a difference. So I hope and pray if any of them are listening or if anyone's listening that knows any of them, please tell them. Because I, I know we tend to focus on the names and lives of those that we lost, which I think we should also do and remember them. But at the same time, I... I wish I I wish I was a musician. Like I mean, I, I played instruments, but I truly, really wish I had the gift of like 
better poetry speaking or rap or something, something special. I mean, I just talked, but I wish there was some way I could do something to get a message across to these survivors. I know so many of them, I used to volunteer teach grief recovery, and I know so many of them are having what they call survivor guilt. Uh, I had a nephew that went through the, through that after losing his mother and, and went through a very difficult time at a young age, and he's finally getting better. But, oh, it just breaks my heart. Please know you are important. You are worthy. I'm so glad you survived. I am so glad you're alive. If you need someone to talk to, I am just a call away, a message away. I will send you my private phone number anytime, any day. I, I will help you with what I've learned from volunteer teaching grief recovery classes over the years after my parents died back in 2008. Whatever you need. I just want you to know that we love y'all and you are important. And there is a reason why you survived. And I, I can't imagine how difficult it is seeing the others that didn't make it. And I also want to say to those who have lost those loved ones, how truly sorry I am that you lost your loved ones, but they will not be remembered in vain in any way. They will be remembered in love. And uh, and that's that's the one thing I do like, the uplifting part of some of these interviews. Even one of the uh, reporters took his time. I was so glad to see that. One of them actually took his time and did more of like a counseling talk than just an interview with one of the survivors. And I was like, good for you. Please be there for these people. So let us be there for y'all and give y'all love and love on y'all. I know the survivors keep saying, please love on those families that lost the loved ones, you know, from the victims that died in this horrific incident. But please let us also love on y'all survivors. I just can't stress that enough. Um, let's see. So we, we still got plenty of time. Hour 45 minutes to go, almost a whole two hours still. So <laughs> plenty of time. Uh, so lots to talk about. So any of these trending topics or any other news, of stories, sports or entertainment, um, there's music, comedy. Oh, Ralphie May died. We've got to talk about that because, you know, I love stand-up comedy. Yeah, rest in peace, Ralphie May. He was so funny. We definitely want to take a moment and talk about Ralphie May. Um, yeah. So let me remind you all once again, if you want to call in, the phone number here is um, 323-642-1556. Again, 323-642-1556. Or you can message me live on Twitter at Coffee Talk WC, or um, or join us in the chat room. Go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash coffee talk with Shell and join us there. In the meantime, I'm going to go ahead and take a break for a moment, play some music for y'all. Let me find it here. Give me just a moment. It's one of my favorite songs I like to play, especially in times like these, Mr. Franti, um, I call him Mr. Franti, his name is Michael Franti, it's Spearhead, the lead singer of my favorite band. He He's really good about putting positive, uplifting messages and difficult times into music, and this is like the one song I always say, if I had to give a message to the world, it would be this, it would be this song right here. So I'm going to play it right now for y'all, and uh, just please know all of you I'm thinking of all of you and that I know it's difficult so we've got to keep on keeping on and keep spreading the love tell me why the grass was greener years ago I swear it used to grow here but no more here 
rise on this hill All the birds they used to come to fly Yeah, come to die, yeah And tell me why I need to know Sometimes I wish I didn't have to know Oh, you show me Hey, what what you say Should us go on for another day or two Don't give up on me I won't give up on you Just believe in me Like I believe in you
Once again, that was Hey World, Don't Give Up by Michael Franti and Sparehead. So let me just remind you all once again, if you want to call in, the phone number here is 323-642-1556, 323-642-1556, or message me live on Twitter at Coffee Talk WC, C-O-F-F-E-E-T-A-L-K-W-C. And last but not least, uh, you can also message me on uh, or chat with me live during the show on our in our chat room through blogtalkradio.com forward slash coffee talk with Shell. Just remember Shell spelled C-H-E-L-L-E. I'm going to play one more song as I uh, put some more thoughts together here and also um, go on my social media sites just to remind everyone the show is live on air currently if y'all want to call in. So um, again, we're talking about trending topics, current events, news stories, sports, entertainment, and more, including um, we're going to talk next more about the Las Vegas shooting as well as the legacy of comedian Ralphie May. Man, I am 43 years old, and I have stage fright, and I need to conquer it to pursue my own dream of stand-up comedy. And then I see Ralphie May, who is only 45, just passed away, and he was amazing. He was hilarious. I mean, oh, wow, so much respect to him. I mean, things like that are just such a wake-up call to me, like... This guy had been doing comedy for a long time and and then dies at 45. And I'm 43. I'm only two years away from that. I'm 43. And he was two, only two years older than me and died. And I have hardly done anything. I, I've done open mic nights. I took a comedy class, graduation class, got to perform, you know, improv. But I... I've got to find a way. I can't, I can't live another day without figuring out how to conquer stage fright and start pursuing my dream. Life's just too short, y'all. It's just too short not to pursue your dream. So whatever your passion is, I'm going to encourage each of you to join that journey with me, whether it's comedy like me or music, sports, what have you. Don't wake up another day and regret not finding a way to pursue your dream, even if it's baby steps each day, whatever it is. You know, I've done the online class, the in-person class. I listen to my favorite. I know I host the podcast, but my favorite podcast besides my own, I guess, but my favorite podcast to listen to is School of Laughs. Check it out. It's amazing. Schoolofwaughs.com. So I, I try to do that, at least listen to that each week to keep that mindset and hear the advice for all levels, comedians, all that. So thanks to the host, Rick Roberts. He's amazing. He's a really great comedian himself clean comedian like my style I prefer clean I like all styles comedy dirty clean adult family friendly versus you know uh, I, I like I really do like different styles of comedians Kevin Hart's one of my absolute favorites and his isn't exactly family clean <laughs> maybe a little bit but um, I don't know he's kind of edgy but uh you know who's edgy I just watched yesterday I think it's still on there on Netflix that puppet guy of uh, the ventriloquist Jeff Dunham. I almost didn't watch it because I didn't like his last special. I think the last one I saw of his on Netflix was like a Halloween special with the puppets, and I just couldn't get into it. And I thought, for whatever reason, yesterday, I thought, you know what? It's a new special. I know that Netflix put a huge budget towards comedy this year. So if you notice, like, trending. Uh, more and more of like even Ellen's going to do a stamp special on Netflix. <laughs> Amazing. They must 
offered a lot of money or something. I don't know. I can't wait to see it. Ellen DeGeneres, love her. But yeah, if you notice tons more of Stamp specials on Netflix this year, it's because they put this big time budget towards it, which I think is awesome because, you know, me as an aspiring comedian, learn and watch watch other comedians learn the craft, all that, study it all the time. Well, anyway, so for whatever reason, I decided to give Jeff Dunham another try. I thought, well, it's a new Netflix special he did, and they did put a lot of budget into comedy, and so I'm trying to watch all of them and you know learn from them, even the ventriloquist, and uh, even though that's not my style of comedy, but still, you can learn from it. And I'm so glad I watched it. It was so much better than the last one. And then I, t- I had no idea that we had a lot in common. I was like, what? It turns out this guy's adopted. He has Irish biological family roots just like me. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> That's crazy. But no, he really was funny. He was really good. So, yeah, if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend check out his new special. I, the only thing I didn't like was, like, I know they say save your funniest jokes for last, but the very last act really was the best and but then I saw it and it made me almost wish he could have started out the show with that particular skit and then just worked his way up getting better and better but I guess that's as a comedian you think like that you always want to challenge yourself so when you see that with someone else you're like ah but for the most part it was really good but the the very last skit was uh the what's his name peanut the puppet peanut character oh my gosh that was the best one yet Anyway, but at least I liked it a lot better than his last special, so he's definitely in my eyes, I can tell he, his work is constantly improving, which as an artist is always the goal, you know, constantly, you're competing really with just yourself, always trying to do better and better, whether you're a musician or comedian, what have you, as an artist, that's just the, how you do it most of the time. Well, I can't speak for all artists, but I know as my for myself, that's how I think. Um so that's why I'm really hard on myself about not being able to conquer the stage fright issue I have had recently. <sighs> anyway, I was going to play a song one night. <laughs> yes, nice to come out Rafi May and all that stuff. Okay, so let me play a song, go on social media sites, Facebook, Twitter, all that, remind everyone how to call in, all that good stuff. When we come back, we'll talk some more about uh, the legacy of Rafi May and, and some other things going on in the U.S. as well as the rest of the world. And let me just remind you all again, if you want to call in, help save my voice, let me hear your beautiful voices and and share your own thoughts, perspectives on any trending topics, including current events, news stories, as well as sports or music. I'm sorry, sports or entertainment, which including music, comedy, and more. <laughs> call in. The, the phone number again here is 323-642-1556. And this is a side note, but I'm, I know it sounds so silly, but I have to get up early each day this week, and I am not a boring person, especially early bird. I usually work the late shift. So please pray for me that I actually sleep through the night, because that's the other problem. I don't sleep much, so now I'm really going to have trouble sleeping because I'm so worried I'm going to oversleep that I won't sleep, and then I'm going to wake up so tired so i'm really hoping and praying that i somehow get good solid sleep and at the same time wake up well and energized for early 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 <laughs> to work these 10 11 hour days no 11 yeah 11 hour days this week i'm working 11 hour days okay but it's all good i don't complain because i work from home it's just my i know it sounds so silly but my biggest struggle is just lately i'm so I'm just so tired. I mean, I can do it, but it's just like, you know what I mean? Like, I've got to find some stronger coffee or something. I don't know. Maybe 
do the ice bucket challenge on myself just to just pour ice on cold water just to wake me up in the morning. I don't know. Crazy, I know. Okay. So, once again, if you want to call in the phone number here, 323-642-1556. Oh, my goodness me. Oh, no, I hope the soldiers didn't come by yet because I just realized my chat room closed somehow. I need to reopen it. So if you're listening, I'm so sorry. Let's hopefully get this chat room back open here and now. So, yes, please join me in the chat room at blogtalkradio.com forward slash coffee talk with Shell. I try to keep it open the entire two hours that it shows live on air. I'm so sorry about that, especially when I know the soldiers join me in there. So, I, again, I apologize. All right. So here is, let me find a song for all of you. How about hmm, <laughs> a couple of songs I had in mind? How about since it's October, Halloween's not too far off, a few weeks. How about Glamour Zombie by Brandon Hilton? Oh, and by the way, that song I played earlier, Hey World by uh, Michael Franti's Bearhead, Hey World, Don't Give Up. Uh, if you like his music, check out his website, michaelfranti.com. He's currently on tour. It's M-I-C-H-A-E-L-F-R-A-N-T-I, michaelfranti.com. Love Michael Franti's Bearhead. Love and hugs to all of them. And uh, he tell him Shell said hi. His fellow reunited adoptee from Dallas said hi. If you, if you ever meet him, talk to him. And you can follow him on Twitter, at Michael Franti on Twitter as well. And in the meantime, um, I'm about to play Glamour Zombie by Brandon Hilton, another past guest friend of mine. And you can find him on Facebook. Check out his music and, and modeling gigs and, and, and more. He's done a lot of cool stuff. But uh, this is one of my favorites, actually, of his, his favorite songs. So I hope you enjoy it. Glamour Zombie by Brandon Hilton. Here we go.
Glamour Zombie by Brandon Hilton. I'm so happy to see the soldiers from uh, uh, Screaming Eagles. The soldiers from Afghanistan are listening now. Shout out to First Lieutenant Diane, my sister. We call each other sister. I love that. I'm so happy to um, see y'all hanging out here. and always anxiously await till y'all drop by, come in the chat room. I know y'all only have limited internet time, so it means a lot. So we're talking about current events. I talked a little bit about the, the horrific Las Vegas shooting incident, and I want to talk a little bit about Ralphie Mae since I'm an aspiring stand-up comedian, and there's lots more we're going to talk about as well. Uh, I put in the chat room since I already kind of did an intro with all the different topics we're going to talk about as well. Um, but again, I'm so glad to see y'all screaming eagles from Fort Campbell over in Afghanistan listening. Hope you're enjoying your breakfast in the mess hall, the best you can. I know it's MREs and all, but you know what I mean. Love and hugs to all of you. Uh, love y'all. Every time I see y'all, I, I always think and wish for y'all's homecoming and to embrace each and every one of you. I, I wish I could send y'all mail. I wish there was some way y'all had a, a, a PO box or some kind of address set up. I understand the, the situation. I unfortunately can't send mail there. But I think and wonder, let me know if I can send Mel to Fort Campbell to put on hold for, like, when y'all return home. And, of course, do not forget, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, all my neighbors know about this, that all of you are always welcome here. And I sincerely would love to just celebrate and host a party and just have all of you over one weekend here at my home. And just, oh, my goodness, I I just – I. When I envision things, it usually happens. I know that sounds crazy, but I believe anything's possible. Before I met Michael Franti, my friends, family would tease me because, like, for about a year or so, I would they would joke and say, oh, yeah, right, shall right? And I was like, no, I'm going to meet him. I'm going to meet him. I have to meet him. And 
oh, okay. And it turns out that um, I didn't know at the time that he's a pretty cool interactive musician at concerts and all. I think he is actually one of the starters of that trend now. A lot of artists do meet and greets and sing at least a song or two in the audience. He was one of the first to do it. He was always open, like, back when cameras were banned from concerts. He's like, no, it's okay. You can take pictures. You can videotape. I don't mind. He's always cool like that. But little did I know that not only would I get to meet him, but I got to introduce his band on stage and hang out with them back in 2010. What I did for about a year before then, just so y'all know, a little side story, I wrote a letter to each of his venues along his tour. And so he knew about me and who I was <laughs> and before we actually met. Anyway, so I have these dreams, these visions, these dreams, these goals, sometimes bucket list things, and that was one of them, for example, and it did happen when no one else thinks, oh, yeah, right, y'all, it's never going to happen. So I know y'all might think I'm talking crazy, but I sincerely think and imagine this in my mind and believe it's possible that I will get to hang out with all of you somehow, some way, and I love y'all, and I really, really want to host y'all at my home, and if I can figure out how to conquer stage fright and become a famous stand-up comedian, well, I don't even have to be famous, just be follow my dream, be a stand-up comedian, and find a way to get over there in Afghanistan where y'all are, it says there's Lieutenant Diane says they're in the helmet provision, okay, I'll have to look that up so I can learn more about that later, and um, about your area there, I just know that y'all have camel meat and stuff, <laughs> I know there's camel and um, I think that would be amazing. My community mentor has done that. She's actually gone overseas. I think Shabowski. I think she's gone overseas three, at least three times, and performed for the troops. And I think that would be such an honor. I mean, oh my gosh! I I know I sound crazy, but I do. I have these visions, these goals, and that is one of them too. Is as as two two ways. That was the first way with y'all coming here, me hosting y'all, and the second way is me going there to y'all and performing stand-up comedy and just getting to know all of y'all and hanging out would be amazing. Okay, so back on topic, because you know I get off on a tangent all the time. That's just my personality. That's why the tagline of this show is where there's always variety in life. So yes, everyone that's listening or for first-timers, tune in to Coffee Talk with Shell, where there's always variety in life on Sunday nights, 8 p.m. Central Time. What time is it there in Afghanistan, First Lieutenant Diane? I know it's Monday morning, but what exact time is it there right now? Uh, let me know. So let me talk a little bit about Ralphie May, and then we'll talk more about some other uh, news stories and all. Give me just a moment here. Actually, let me play one song while I know the soldiers are listening because it's the one song I always like to play for them because it's my song and dedication for y'all. And then when I come back, we'll talk about R- Ralphie May and lots more. But it means a lot to me to play this particular song by Michael Pratt's Bearhead called Time to Go Home, my song of dedication for all military and veterans and their loved ones. And a special shout out to the Screaming Eagles that are listening in Afghanistan. I love y'all. And uh, and I need to actually go over to Twitter because I post on Facebook, but I forgot to post on Twitter about the show being live on air. I've got to get better about that. <laughs> ah, I look back and I think this is actually my 14th episode to host since I returned. I didn't realize. So that's about... Two, wait, three, four times three is 12, <laughs> three and a half months. I didn't realize. Yeah. Yeah. Is it October? I can't believe it's October now. I love fall weather, fall season. My favorite time of year, fall. I don't know about Thanksgiving, Christmas, because the holidays get too hectic too fast, but I enjoy this little slow, 
cooler weather and slow-paced time. October is really nice. <laughs> Fall, cooler weather is awesome. Love to take walks and outside and all that. Okay, but um, let me play the song for y'all. I go over to Twitter, remind everyone over Twitter, the show's live and all that and the topics and how to call in. And I guess I'll remind once again on Facebook at 6.07 a.m. Oh, okay, 6. Oh six oh seven. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, twelve like it's PM, right? So it's morning. Wow, it's early. Y'all get up early. Ooh, that's breakfast time. Wow. Here I'm like, I hope I can get up early this week because I'm working eleven hour days, and I don't complain because I work from home, so I don't really complain. It's just I don't know why I have like insomnia. I hardly sleep. So it's like might get one or two hours of sleep for some reason. I don't know why I'm not sleeping. I should be. I mean, I have a bed comfortable and all here. Oh, it's really, it's still hot there. When is it, does it ever get cooler over in Afghanistan? Do y'all ever get like fall weather or anything there? Oh, man. First Lieutenant Diane said it's still really hot over there, y'all. Goodness me. And you think Texas heat is bad here. I guess not. And we actually had like summer weather here. So we haven't had much fall weather yet. We're supposed to get a cold front, but I don't know if that's going to happen. We'll see. Yeah, I don't know why I'm having trouble. What's like the strongest coffee? Is it Colombian, I think? Colombian coffee? What's like a really strong coffee I can get to help me wake up in the mornings? Since I only like live off like an hour or two sleep a night. Just wondering. Wow. Okay. So I'm back on track. Here is time to go home for you soldiers. I hope you enjoy it. I'll be right back to talk to, to y'all and everybody lots more about lots of stuff. But we'll start with uh, Ralphie May and then talk more about Las Vegas and, and some sports and entertainment stories as well. So we're going to jazz it up a little bit. But there's so much going on lately. Oh, my goodness me. All right. But in the meantime, here's Time to Go Home by Michael Franti and Spearhead. Enjoy. Forever, they can defend. 
I was like, click on mute, click on mute, hurry, hurry, no dead air time. <laughs> okay, so uh, again, that was Time to Go Home by Michael Fronty and Spearhead. And just want to share a side note update about the soldiers. I was asking First Lieutenant Diane about the canines, and she said they got the two new pups last week named Sarge and Missile. So in case the canines hear me, hi, Sarge, hi, Missile. Mwah. I'm blowing them kisses. And my doggy Prescott, he's usually here, which he is right now in the office uh, on the couch, actually. Sometimes he's on the floor beside me or even in my lap, but he's like 30 pounds, not too big dog. But anyway, he, he sends his love and hugs, too. And uh, he, like, he likes to give a little high five, so he gives a little high five to Sergeant Missile. Oh, wow. You're welcome. You're welcome. Oh, you're going to make me cry. There's Lieutenant Diane's telling me they have 15, I'm sorry, 14 minutes borrowed time left and the troops say thanks. So love and hugs to all of y'all again, uh, to all of your soldiers there. Oh, you're going to make me cry. You don't know, you don't know how much it means to me to know, like, I can, I know I'm not doing much, but just to like, host this show while y'all are listening like it means the world to me it's crazy to think how far away we are like like miles away but you're like always in my hearts and mind like 
all the time. I'm not kidding. Like, ask my family friends. I'm always talking about y'all. I'm like, I wonder how they're doing. I miss them. I can't wait to host the show Sunday so I can hear from Captain James or First Lieutenant Diane and hear all about what's going on. And so thank you. That means a lot. She, she wrote, you rock the mess hall. That means so much to me. And I still, can you believe I haven't watched that movie yet with Robin Williams? Well, I saw it like one time forever ago. What's the name of it? First Lieutenant Diane, remind me. The 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 movie, I need to rent to get some inspiration so I can keep doing a better job for y'all. Um, Good Morning Vietnam. I remember. I remember the name. Yes. Now I just need to find a copy of it. Maybe go to Half Price Bookstore <laughs> this week and get a, a, find a copy of it to watch it. Um, yeah, he was like a, I think he was like a radio DJ, right? For the soldiers, I think. Um, it's been so long since I've seen it, but thank you, thank you. I know you have limited internet time, so if y'all ever want me to say a message for any of your loved ones or any, you know, people listening back here in the states, a lot of people. Just so you know, I know it seems quiet because like people don't call in that much. Most people like text message, but I can see in my archives and all that. A lot of people watch it, or I mean watch, <laughs> listen to my show after it airs. So some, some listen live, but more, even more listen to it. Um, what's that called? Like on a podcast, you know, because it's archived on Blog Talk Radio, and, and my show is also a, a podcast on iTunes, which I think is so cool, because I cast myself on my iPod all the time. But I was talking about School of Laughs earlier, one of my favorite podcasts, because I'm an aspiring comedian. Okay, so let's talk. I told you I was going to talk a little bit about Ralphie May, so I'm trying to keep my word on that so y'all are still listening with your limited internet time. Um, and if there's any news story y'all want to share your thoughts on First Lieutenant Diane or any of your other soldiers there that want to chime in, write for them, let me know. Um, I know there's so much going on. I don't even know where to start. Ralphie May passed away. He was only 45. So young. And I'm, you know, I'm 43 and I need, I mean, it's just been the, like really messing with my mind. What a wake up call, like conquer the stage, right? Pursue your dream, get out there. Cause he was amazing. He was hilarious and he was, he was too young to die. Only 45, but at least at the very least he pursued his dream. He was awesome. You know, did stand up comedy for a long time. So yes, definitely. First Lieutenant Diane says prayers for Las Vegas, uh, all the victims and their families. Yes. Most definitely appreciate you sharing that with us. I've been watching tons of interviews, mostly the human interest perspective of the watching the um, survivors and their families interviews a lot. A little bit about the gunman and his family, like his brother, girlfriend, but mostly I tend to watch and learn about the victims and the survivors so that, you know, they're not remembered in vain. Um, That's just what I tend to do more. So I find that human interest perspective more you know, for me personally, oh man, and oh man, there's something I do want to tell y'all, I never thought of y'all, there was an interview where this guy, oh, how did he say it, you know, there's so many um, interviews they've done of, of people sharing how they helped, like someone helped them survive, or, you know, and all this, and there was this one guy, uh, this one guy that I think he saved a woman, I think it was the guy that saved a woman that was hiding under a wheelbarrow. She'd been shot and she hid under a wheelbarrow. And then this young guy found her and stayed with her, called all, I mean, it was amazing, called all her family until she, you know, like went, took her to the hospital, stayed with her, called, took her phone, called all her family, let them know what's going on. Luckily she survived. Um, and anyway, 
I don't know for sure, but I think it was him. I watched so many interviews, but it was one of the guys that helped save someone, and I think it was him. And it made me think of y'all because he said, because um, they were talking about like how, or maybe it was a different guy that helped some. Oh no, it was a different guy. It was another guy. There was another guy that was there with his, I think, brother, nieces, and nephews. He got the brother, nieces, and nephews to safety, and he knew gunshots were still going on, and he went. He ran right back to help other people, save other people. And the news reporter was like, wow, what made you do that? He's like, I guess adrenaline, was, I just had to do it. And he said something so nice about y'all, the military, that made me think of y'all. He said, this is nothing. He said, this is just the one time, you know, incident I happened to be at and, and luckily survived. And, and just, you know, yes, I was in gunfire and all that. Dude. He goes, he goes, this is just a small snippet. A, t- a tad of what all our military do, you know, that, that like y'all that go over to war zones and fight and have to, you know, st- stand your ground and, and g- g- you know, put yourself in, in harm's way and gunfire and, and all that IEDs and, and more. And I thought, wow, that is such a true perspective. What? Wow. You know, makes me just appreciate that much a million times more what y'all do for all of us. So I can never, ever say thank you enough. I will never get tired of saying thank you, thank you, thank you all so much, just so much, soldiers. I don't, I just, I can't even fathom the difficulties y'all go through for all of us and our fight for our freedom and, and, you know, for us to just enjoy life because of y'all. So thank you, thank you, thank you. But yes, definitely prayers for Las Vegas, her the victims, for their families, for the survivors. I was talking earlier saying I, I really hope and pray these survivors find their purpose. It just hurts my heart each time I hear one of them say, why did I survive when these others died? And, you know, I used to volunteer teach grief recovery. I was talking about this a little bit earlier. I had a, a nephew who unfortunately was in a, a really bad accident. He was driving a, um, uh, it's kind of like a, like an ATV, one of those, you know, a terrain vehicle, something like that. No, or maybe it was even kind of like that, but like kind of golf cart style, like a little slower, but too fast. It was going too fast. It it tumbled over. And uh, this was years ago now when he was younger. And unfortunately his, um, it was him and his mom, he was driving and his mom was riding and it tumbled over and he survived, but his mother did not. And he, you know, had dealt from then on, like he was always a good kid, never in trouble in school and then this happened, and he started dealing with survivor guilt and got in some trouble, went to juvenile, and I'm so happy he's doing so much better now. He got the help he needed. Um, really happy for him. We just found out him and his girlfriend are expecting a baby girl, so congrats to them. But uh, I have like 20 nieces and nephews, so I'm choosing not to disclose his particular name since you know, I'm trying to be generic about it, but uh, at the same time, I think he would also be willing to share the story to help others knowing, you know, if it helps someone. So I just, my heart just goes out to all the families that lost loved ones as well as all these survivors. Please know, I can't emphasize enough. You have a purpose. You are important. And we all want to love on all of you. Please, please, please know that you, and we're glad that you did survive. Um, so <laughs> I haven't talked about Ralphie May much yet. Oh, how cute. The other canine pup, First Lieutenant Diane said, is named Jax. Oh, I love it. J-A-X-X-S. He, he, I heard he like, he's like Jack, Jake Rabbit. Oh, <laughs> or, or like Jack Rabbit. 
that is so cute. I used to, where I used to live in my old apartment years ago, um, it wasn't far from like a field, and so there were little jackrabbit, like little jackrabbit bunnies that were in the bushes all the time. Oh, that's so, oh, he's not with your. Is he with your unit or he's not? Oh, he's not with your unit. Oh, okay. Oh, he sounds so cute. But the other two are with your unit, right? Missile and Sarge canines are with your unit. Oh, that's so cute. I wish I could see pictures. Sarge and Missile. Oh, I wish I could see pictures of the doggies. Oh, the canines, your partners. That's so cool. I should do a whole show about that. Just like, I mean, I don't think people realize how much these canines do. They're not just dogs. They're amazing what they do and how they are truly partners for military. It's just awesome. I just, I just know when people ask me about canines, you know, if they'll ask me something about y'all and the canine stuff when I share updates and try to explain what they do. And I'm like, well, they, I'm like, well, have you seen the movie Max? <laughs> I'm like, it's not exactly because Max kind of, you know, it's kind of a different perspective because Max comes home. Unfortunately, the soldier passes and the soldier's dog Max comes back to the U.S. and lives with the brother. But I'm like, gives you just a tad bit um, perspective of what they do. But, yeah, they definitely do a lot. They are amazing. It's just amazing. It's interesting, too, because, like, animals or, like, dogs especially have different types. Like my dog, he's just he's just a pet, you know, just domestic, just a pet. He's definitely an indoor dog, by the way. My dog doesn't like to go outside as much. And then, oh, okay. And then, um, and then there's dogs, you know, like my friend Louise that unfortunately passed away in December. That was a, a, a former um, captain in the army. He was a veteran. He, when he came back to the States with his injuries and all, he got a service dog named Tuesday. And I uh, hope Tuesday's doing all right. And now that Louise died Tuesday, now it's just a, I don't want to say just because he still does a lot, but Tuesday's a, now a therapy dog. And I never knew there was a difference between a pet versus a service dog versus a therapy dog versus a canine. Um, so I have learned a lot. So that would be, that would be, a, I think I should do a segment on that, you know, explain the differences and all. Wow. So Jax does IED. IED means, um, what does I stand for? I used to know this, IED. Um, explosive devices, right? What does I stand for? I forgot. Because unfortunately, I know many, many times when I've read um, about, about um, unfortunately, soldiers dying overseas, a lot of times it seems like it's due to IEDs. That's how, unfortunately, I learned what IED means, explosive devices. But I always forget what I means. What, what does I stand for? So, so that's amazing. Yes, canines definitely help save y'all's lives. Definitely our partners. So it's First Lieutenant Diane saying Jax is a, like a bomb sniffer, you know, can detect these IEDs and help the soldiers, you know, prevent them from, try to prevent them from getting hurt and, and detect the bombs early. Wow, that's amazing. Why can I not remember what the I and IED stands for? That's going to drive me crazy. I'm going to have to Google that. I feel so silly not <laughs> not remembering that. Oh, my goodness me. IED stands for... Oh, uh, oh, improvised. Improvised explosive device. Okay, there we go. That answered my question. I couldn't remember the I. Okay, so improvised. Wow. Oh, Jax was Captain Robert's dog in, in Inverest. Oh, okay. That's also what the I stands for. Oh, wow. Inverest 
uh, explosive device. First Lieutenant Diane's talking in the chat room, reading aloud, sharing what she's saying with y'all. Wow. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Oh, wow. Oh. Homemade. Oh, wow. So it means like they're homemade bombs. Wow. Oh, that's terrible. My goodness me. Prayers for all. Oh, and keep y'all in my prayers every moment of the day and night for safety and more. Goodness me. Wow. But yeah, that's amazing. That is amazing what they can do, isn't it? I could talk all day about dogs. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Um, so let me talk a little bit about Ralphie May. Did Ralphie May ever perform for the troops? I've got to know that now. I want to say yes, but I don't know. Let's see. So now I'm going to look and see. Looks like he performed in Iraq. I think this says. Now the video says 2010, but I don't know if that's the exact year he performed. You know, sometimes people post videos later on after it's happened. Oh wow, he did. He did. It said he he tours. Um, this was his bio from Facebook. He toured extensively, made 19 trips into war zones to perform for the troops with the USO and Wounded Warriors Charity. That's amazing. Oh man, how inspiring. Very inspiring. I've got lots of goals here. Yes, rest in peace, Ralphie May. Did did y'all ever did y'all ever watch Ralphie May seconds left? Oh, okay, okay. So uh, I still got an hour to go, but just want to give a message out again to Screaming Eagles because they only got a few seconds left before internet goes out on on there in there in Afghanistan. They've got limited internet time, you know. All your type till gone. Oh, okay, First Lieutenant Diane, thank you. You give love and hugs to all those canines and soldiers, men and women there for me, okay? And if any of you get to hear from Captain James, please give him my love and hugs, please. I wish I could call him. wish I could call all of you, and I wish I could send you letters. That's amazing. Ralphie May did 19 tours. I just want to do one. I just want to get really good at stand-up comedy and just come, just come straight to y'all, to your unit there in Afghanistan, and just do a show for just y'all. That would be amazing. But how inspiring. 19 tours. That is awesome. Wow. I'm definitely going to try to find videos of that. I hope there's, I wonder if there's any video of that. I hope so. I think that one looked like on Facebook, I mean on YouTube. I'm going to do that this week. I'm going to look up uh, videos of Ralphie May performing for the troops that he did and watch that if I can. I hope. I hope I can find more of that. on footage that would be really cool to watch. Wow. So oh, that's so sweet. Yesterday it looks like they posted a picture on Ralphie May's Facebook and it says Wow. Hashtag Vegas Strong, hashtag remember Ralphie and hashtag Dirty Birds Love You. They don't get the last one, Dirty Birds Love You. I'm not sure what that's about. Wow, but it it says that on October 6th, they announced the untimely death of our friend Ralphie May, that he had been battling pneumonia and canceled a handful of dates over the last month in an effort to recover. But unfortunately, earlier that morning at a private residence in Las Vegas, his body was discovered, cause of death, cardiac arrest. Uh, Two days prior, he had won the Casino Comedian of the Year at the Global Gaming Expo and had performances throughout the remainder of this year as a part of his residency at Harris in Las Vegas. He is survived by his wife, Lana Turner, and children, April, June, May, and August, James, May. Oh, what cute names. Oh, his kids have such cute names. But, yeah, he 
He was so funny. Wow. Mm. You did? You still, oh, y'all saw him in Iraq's small world. What was it like? First Lieutenant Diane actually said that they saw him in Iraq. What was he like? Did, what was it like? I want to hear all about it. Tell, <laughs> type what you can before the internet, your internet times out. And then I can share with the listeners. What was the show like? What was Ralphie May like? Tell me anything about Ralphie May and his comedy being in time in Iraq. I know Louis C.K. performed in Afghanistan for my nephew and his unit. Uh, this was a few years ago when he had the reality show. And it was amazing getting to watch Louis C.K. reality show on TV and seeing my nephew on TV all the way in Afghanistan. I was like, no way. <laughs> it was so cool. So cool. But yeah, my uh, nephew Jordan, shout out to Jordan. He he is retired from the military now, more recently. But he was in long term with um, oh, excuse me, the Navy. I have to think about because we have veterans in my family. I'm like my biological father, may he rest in peace. He you know died 2014. He was Marine Corps, and then my nephew Jordan, through that side of the family, kind of my birth sister's son, um, he was Navy. Yeah, he was Navy in Afghanistan when Lucy K performed. Oh, I want to hear all about you seeing Ralphie May perform in Iraq. That's amazing. That's so cool. She hasn't typed back, so I don't know if First Lieutenant Diane can't type anymore. I don't know. Hopefully. I think she's still in the chat room. Oh, that's so cool. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Yeah, I was just looking at his Facebook, and oh, man, sad. He was supposed to have a show coming up uh, October 13th. Oh, man, at uh, the Renaissance Theater. Man's goodness. But yeah, he looks like he was active on Facebook. He was writing, and goodness. And that he had, for most of the year he had been working three weekends out of the month and Harris in Vegas, his residency. Oh, that's so nice. He wrote that, you know, like with him performing comedy and stuff. He said, My par- favorite part of working in Vegas is that America literally comes to me. People from all walks of life, cities to big cities to small towns come there, ready to check out from all life's inconveniences and headaches to have some fun. Oh, that's so nice. Oh, and he wrote how he was upset about. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Oh, I love Seattle. Um, he wrote about how he was upset about the Las Vegas incident, saying, you know, the, the gunman ruined that for everyone last night. Oh, Ralphie May wrote this on October 2nd. Sing that Jason Aldean concert, you know, the, music, the country music festival that Jason Aldean was performing when the shooting occurred. Uh, Ralphie May wrote that that concert could have easily even been a comedy show. It's true, you know, when you, as an entertainer, I thought that. And I've only done like open mics, but you think that, like, oh my goodness, you know, if, you, if you've ever been on stage, the first thing you think is, I could have been on stage. I could have been my comedy show. That could have been my music show. I could, or, or as a concert goer, I could have been at that concert. You know, or, you know, a lot of us, including myself, been to Vegas, you know, a few times. But, uh, wow, he says, people just looking for some kind of escape, and this happens. It's heartbreaking, y'all. And then, unfortunately, Ralphie May himself, after writing that note, died a few days later. Oh, that's so sad. Oh, okay, so I was mentioned Seattle. You're probably wondering why I mentioned that. It's because I was asking what Dirty Birds were, and 
uh, First Lieutenant Diana was explaining to me that Dirty Birds are Seattle, Washington football team. Oh, the Seahawks. I didn't know that was their nickname. Oh, I didn't know there's Atlanta Falcons. I think it, wait, are there, is the Atlanta Falcons still a team? I think so. <laughs> Seattle, yeah, I love Seattle and I love Seattle Seahawks. My friends get mad and I don't care because, you know, we have Dallas Cowboys here, of course, and I normally root for them. But I'm sorry, when it comes to Super Bowl, each time those Seahawks have been Super Bowl, I have always cheered for the Seahawks to win. I have, I don't know what it is I've been drawn to Seattle like more and more is because like Macklemore is from Seattle, you know, the awesome rapper. I love him. Um, Ross Matthews. He, he's the reason why I even host this talk show. He was like my talk show mentor inspiration. I met him. I love him. He used to have his own a podcast on here uh, years ago. And uh, I love him. He's called in my show a few times over the years. Anyway, he, you know, he, of course he's a stand-up comedian. He does other stuff too, you know, his gigs and all that, but I love him. He's hilarious. Mary Lambert, who did spoken word poetry and also musician, and she did the same love song with uh, Macklemore. But I just, I just love Seattle. I don't know what it is. It's like there's so much like art history from, you know, poetry to music to comedy, like the art scene. I just think I would love it. I just like, oh my gosh, just amazing. <laughs> There's just so many. I mean, I could go on and on. Those are the three main people that stand out, but it seems like every time I turn around, I learn someone else is from Seattle that's like an awesome entertainer, artist, and of course, athletes. You know, Seattle Seahawks have done well. I mean, I don't know what it is. I just, oh, and Grey's Anatomy. I know it sounds silly, but they show the um, Seattle scale, skyline because, you know, Grey's Anatomy is. Uh, my favorite TV shows to take place in Seattle and the show. I know they probably film in LA, but I don't, they talk a lot about Seattle and stuff. And the skyline looks so pretty. Oh my gosh. Beautiful. Such a pretty picture. I've flown over. I've seen from afar the skyline, the space needle and the uh, Seahawks stadium, but not close up, but from a far distance, <laughs> it looked actually, it didn't look too far. Really. It looked pretty close and it looked really neat really cool but yeah i would love to visit there oh my gosh it looks like so much fun uh yeah i think it's just maybe because i've lived here so long i don't know i like to just get out sometimes but yeah dallas fort worth we have a lot to offer here it's just i grew up here i've always been here you know for the most part except for when i was little i lived in waco do y'all know waco texas baylor, baylor university is that's where um a lot of my family's from mm. I know it's weird. I actually don't have a lot of family from here <laughs> where I live, Dallas Forest. Well, I have some, but not a lot. I know it's weird. But anyway, long story short or long, I don't know. But that is, I, I want to I hear more about Ralphie May and Iraq. You never answered me, First Lieutenant Diane. Are you still there? Will you tell me a little bit what it was like to see Ralphie May in Iraq? When When was that? That's so cool. So cool. I think that's amazing. He did 19 tours. I want to learn a little bit more about Ralphie May. Now, was he was Ralphie May from Seattle? See, I don't even know. I'm guessing that's why they put that about the Dirty Birds on his Facebook, but I really don't know. I wouldn't be surprised. Let's. See. Oh no. He well, he was born in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Oh, that's where I whitewater rafted when I was younger. I love Chattanooga, Tennessee. Oh wow. So it says here. Um, Oliver Ralphie May, oh, he was born 72. Yeah, he was only two, two years older than me. 
Man, he was an American stamp comedian and actor, born in Chattanooga, Tennessee, but raised in Clarksville, Arkansas. His jokes were mainly about observational comedy, wit, wordplay, satire, sexuality, race, religion, family life, and obesity. Uh, He was influenced by Sam Kinison, Lenny Bruce, Buddy Hackett, and Richard Pryor. And it says that in 2003, he chose to participate in the first season of Last Comic Standing. I wish they'd bring that show back again. I know Wanda Sykes helped bring it back last time. I really missed that show. Love Last Comic Standing. Hello, guest 1934. Welcome to the chat room and show. We're talking about, oops, <laughs> I put a wrong number, 1934, that is, about trending topics, including current events, news stories, entertainment, and sports. Bottom line, fighters in the chat room, if you want to say hello to them, excuse me, hi to them, try to say two words at the same time. I do that a lot lately, like hello, hi, and then it's like, hi, hello. It sounds weird. But anyway, um, if you'd like to say hi to them, they are over in Afghanistan, soldiers serving overseas from Fort Campbell, Screaming Eagles, so shout out and love to them. Um, but yes, thank you for joining again, guest 1934. Right now I'm talking about uh, Ralphie May, just sharing a little history on him. Uh, First Lieutenant Diane informed me that he had, had performed uh, 19 tours for the soldiers. That's amazing. So cool. Um, but yeah, we're just talking about various news topics and sports and stuff. And um, entertainment, you know, trending topics. Um, but let's see here. Uh, where was I? Oh, okay. So, again, it says Rafi May died of cardiac arrest while being hospitalized for pneumonia in Las Vegas on October 6th at age 45. Oh, so sad. I can't believe they don't have more about him on Wikipedia. That's, I mean, they have links like to his official website and stuff, but. I don't understand how they couldn't have more about him. I mean, really, golly. There's, he did so. Oh, oh, there is a little more. I'm sorry. I, I almost skipped the whole paragraph. It says that he finished second place. Oh, I thought he actually won. He didn't win. Well, he ended up being a winner because he ended up getting known and all, right? <laughs> but, yeah, it says that when he did the first season of Last Comic Standing, he actually ended in second place in the competition. And then it says after that he performed, or, you know, appeared on comedy shows like The Wayne Brady Show, uh, The Tonight Show with Leno. And then it says in 2005, he was the only white comedian on the big black comedy show, which also featured Monique Rodman and Vince Morris. Oh, wow. You know what? Another inspiration right there I get from him. People think I'm crazy when I say this. I want to be a part of Def Jam Comedy. Like if I ever do get really good at stamp comedy, I think that is an amazing group. They have some really good comedians, hilarious. And I watched they had the 25th anniversary of their um Def Jam comedy group and it turns out this is kind of cool small world a couple of notes on that um, it was really funny check it out if it's still on Netflix I loved it hilarious and um, so good so good because you know those are like comedians I grew up with you know I was born in 74 so I loved it um, but a couple of things I've always said I want to be a part of that group like if I ever make it in that stand-up comedy world I would I sincerely would love to be a part of Def Jam comedy I think that's just an amazing group and um people think i'm crazy but you know what it turns out they do have they had a couple of caucasian people there uh, in the audience they showed that were like past comedians of their group so anything's possible just because i'm caucasian female doesn't mean i couldn't one day be a part of def jam comedy right (laughs) and secondly uh talk about small world connections 
when I auditioned last time for America's Got Talent a few years ago in Houston, there was this awesome guy that's a Houston radio DJ slash comedian also uh, named Rudy Rush. Shout out to Rudy. Hi, Rudy Rush. And uh, still, he still does a daily radio show in Houston. Can't remember the station. Forgive me. Sorry, Rudy. But I think it's like Rush in the Mornings or something because it's playoff his name's Rudy Rush. Anyway, it turns out that when you watch Netflix, you'll see him in the audience. They even say his name like when they have that silly segment where a couple of guys keep messing up on the teleprompter. And they're like, oh, hey, so-and-so and so-and-so. And the last name, I think it's the last name they say. And they go, oh, hey, Rudy Rush. And I about fell off my floor. I was like, I fell off my floor, fell onto the floor, fell off my chair or couch because that's the guy. When I auditioned for America's Got Talent, um, they put me in a room with one other person. This guy was hilarious. He, oh my gosh, he was so funny, so funny. I was so nervous how to perform this other in front of this other person, even though I know it's part of the gig. But I had auditioned a couple other times before, like when I hadn't taken the comedy class and all that. And so I got kind of spoiled and used to the idea that I would be in a room alone with producers and cameras. And I do, ironically, I do better then, you know, when I'm alone because I don't get the stage fright issue. But when for other people, I freeze up. And this guy was so funny. He, I mean, look him up. He's hilarious. Yeah, Rudy Rush, R-U-D-Y, and then R-U-S-H, just like it sounds, Rudy Rush. Um, his old material still on there, newer material, too. So just go to YouTube, look up Rudy Rush. You'll see his stand-up comedy. Oh, he's so funny. But anyway, but it turns out he was part of Def Jam Comedy back then. So he went to the 25-year reunion show special and all that. I was like, okay. I don't feel so bad for not doing as well when you have all this experience and I hardly have any. So, you know, I can learn from you and I'm not going to get, I'm not going to get upset. I didn't make it. And I can't believe they didn't choose him either. Honestly, they should have, they really thought he'd gotten chosen. I think he should have made America's Got Talent. He really should have. He's so funny. Oh, but anyway, yeah, I like Def Jam comedy. But again, about Ralphie May, I'm surprised they don't have even more about him on Wikipedia. That's too bad. I really hope I can find the video footage of him on the um, on YouTube of him performing for the troops. That would be so cool to watch. Are you still there, First Lieutenant Diane Screaming Eagles? I'm not sure if they're still there or not. Try to refresh the screen because they have limited limited internet time. I hit the refresh button in case you're still there. Hopefully I didn't lose y'all. Just checking in. So we've got 40 minutes to go. I'm going to play a song and we come back. We're going to talk about the, um, going to kind of do a rundown and share some thoughts on the other news stories going on. Lots to talk about. In the meantime, I hope you enjoyed this song. Give me just a moment here. If I can find it. It's called Reason to Live by Misty Mayhem. Check out her music and new album at mistymayhem.com. Enjoy. Well, I ain't no millionaire living up high, looking down on the world, slave away so I can make a dime. I ain't up in Hollywood, memorizing lines, making money off my makeup.
Again, that was Reason to Live by Misty Mayhem. And again, you can check out her music at mistymayhem.com and her new album. She was my first guest ever, so special place in my heart there, near and dear. Shout out to her. Really excited to see her doing well. And she had a difficult time a while back. And, you know, we're talking about comedy earlier and Rousey Mayhem stand-up comedy and all. Um, Well, a while back she had attended, gosh, when was it? over a year or so ago now, I think she had attended a, a stand-up comedy show. And unfortunately, I think if I remember correctly, as she was leaving, uh, it was rather dark and she couldn't see and tripped and fell and had a pretty bad injury, had to have surgery on her uh, foot and all and lost time off work. And it was a big deal. It was like a mess. And um, anyway, so I'm happy to see Misty. I'm so happy to see you doing better and got the new album, the trio album, you and your uh, bandmates. That's awesome. So wish you the best of luck always, girl. Uh, in the meantime, we've got 34 minutes to go. Plenty of time if you want to call in and say hello. The phone number, again, is 323-642-1556. And it uh, looks like First Lieutenant Diane the Soldiers, uh, their Internet time ran out. So uh, love and hugs again to all of them and look forward to hearing from them again next week. But in the meantime, I'm, uh, I'm still here <laughs> for the next 35 minutes. So until uh, 10 o'clock Central, 11 Eastern, what else would that be? 9 Pacific, 10, oh, 9 Mountain. I'm trying to do the math. I don't know. 35 minutes to go. <laughs> so plenty of time to call and say hello. Again, the phone number here is 323-642-1556. Again, 323-642-1556. Or you can message me live on Twitter at Coffee Talk WC. And I'll try to keep the chat room open as well if you want to join me there at blogtalkradio.com forward slash coffee talk with Shell. So I hadn't really mentioned the um the other topics yet let me see here um that we're going to talk a little bit more about so give me just a moment all right so here we go so we talked mostly about ralphie may as well as uh the las vegas shooting incident and in the meantime we're going to talk about some other things as well because i'm trying to do a variety of topics because where there's always my life always <laughs> where there's always variety in life that's the tagline of the show because i want to never be limited but always want to be limitless on the topics, interviews, guests, and all, and more like my personality, my life, just how I feel. Okay, so here we go. Um, okay, so we oh, we talked a little bit about Odell Beckham Jr. He had, I think, a fractured angle, ankle, excuse me. I hope he, he'll heal well, fast, be all right. Um, NFL games talked about my hometown, Cowboys lost. Home team. Okay, Bob Corker. Let's see what's going on there. It's another trending topic. Give me just a moment here. Ah. Oh. Okay, here we go. All right, here we go. Sorry, sorry for the delay. Sometimes it freezes up. Okay, here we go. So, Bob Corker. I'm just going to kind of do a quick... Uh, overview on each of these since there's so many topics. Okay. <laughs> oh my goodness. I don't want to spend too long on one of them or we'll miss some. Okay. Um, so I'll try my best here. All right. This is a trending story tonight. Okay. Basically saying Trump trashes outgoing Republican Senator. Uh, this is on CNN. 
slash Facebook, CNN's Facebook. I'm reading it from right now. Republican Senator Bob Corker replied to Donald Trump saying, quote, unquote, it's a shame the White House has become an adult daycare center. Someone obviously missed their shift this morning. Wow. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Let me read a couple of the um, comments y'all are saying. Let's see. Liberal or conservative, a Republican or a Democrat, doesn't really matter at this point. I just miss having a president who at least can act like a grown adult. That is written by Todd Johnson. Try to like the comment because I read it. Corker has admitted the treasonous Trump is unfit for the presidency. Where is the action? Invoke the 25th Amendment. Trying to read the opposite of each to be fair. I'm trying to be objective and read both sides, both uh, perspectives. So I'm trying to find someone's comment on the other view. <laughs> so far, I haven't found one. I'm sure there's one there. I just haven't found it yet. Wow, I'm surprised. Majority of these comments so far, meaning are, are taking Corker's side, which, wow, I'm so used to seeing more people fight back on the other side and all that, and especially on social media. Wow. Oh, this is interesting insight. Michael Dixon wrote, while you were distracted, House bill that passed this week, Medicaid cut by $1 trillion, Medicare cut by $473 billion, $37 billion in cuts for affordable housing, $100 billion cut from Pell Grants, $3 billion cut from Head Start. Uh, the WIC programs that provide food assistance to 1.25 million women, infants, and children has been gutted. Wow. Wow. Daisy Longrope, congrats to Bob Corker. You're well able to stand up to this tyrant of your so-called president. The world is behind you, sir. Wow. All right, so let's go on to the next topic. It didn't really, I don't really know. Oh, let me, I don't feel like I read all the story. I feel like I just read his comment, but not, I think his comment was in reply to what Trump said, and I couldn't find what initially started. Here we go. Okay. Oh, no surprise here. It says it was a Twitter spat. I should have guessed that. I wish, I wish so badly they would not let – I wish so badly they would take away Donald Trump's Twitter. I can't stand it. I just can't stand it. It's like just be professional and keep your president, POTUS, you know, and let your PR people do that or whatever, handle it, and hopefully do well. But I just can't stand the personal tweets. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Okay, so I shouldn't have been surprised, but that's basically what it says here on the CNN.com uh, article. It says, um, okay, this is by Eli, Eli Watkins and Man Yu Raju on CNN, posted to today, tonight. It says basically here, President Donald Trump and outgoing Senator Bob Corker launched into a Twitter spat Sunday morning in a major public falling out, making the Tennessean the latest senior Republican lawmaker to openly criticize Trump over his statements online and off. Trump tweeted Sunday morning 
in a series of posts attacking Corker that he denied the senator's request for an endorsement, a claim denied by Corker's chief of staff, Todd Womack, later in the day. The president, quote-unquote, the president called Senator Corker on Monday afternoon and asked him to reconsider his decision not to seek re-election and reaffirm that he would not have endorsed that he would have endorsed him as he said has said many times well max said in a statement trump told corker he was going to endorse him the day the tennessee republican announced his intention to retire two sources familiar with the discussion said uh, corker whose term excuse me expires at the end of next year made the announcement that he would retire late last month yeah. trump slams on corker comes days after the senator made public comments criticizing him. Senator responded to Trump's tweets with an insult later in the morning, calling the White House, quote-unquote, an adult daycare center in a Twitter post. The flare between the two leaders highlights the long-simmering differences between the GOP leaders and the president, who has not shied away from attacking the leadership over their inability to move health care legislation. It also comes as Trump prepares to press Congress to advance his proposed tax overhaul, and tensions reportedly grow between Trump and members of his own cabinet, especially Secretary of State Rex Tillerson, on issues such as the way to handle North Korea's nuclear weapons program, tongue-tied, sorry, nuclear weapons program. It also says that Corker's vote will be critical on tax reform, and he remains an influential voice on Trump's foreign policy challenges, including over how to handle the Iran nuclear deal. It's not the first time Trump and the White House have privately sent one signal to Corker while publicly saying something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Following Corker's pointed attack on Trump for his handling of the deadly violence in Charlottesville, Virginia in August, VP Mike Pence quietly sought to repair ties with Corker after the president attacked the Tennessee Republican on Twitter. Blah, 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 blah. It also says Senator Bob Corker begged me to endorse him for re-election in Tennessee. I said no, and he dropped out, said he could not win without. Trump wrote in a series of three consecutive tweets. <sighs> He also wanted to be Secretary of State. I said, no thanks. He's also largely responsible for the horrendous Iran deal, quote-unquote. Hence, I would fully expect Corker to be a negative voice and stand in the way of our great agenda. Didn't have the guts to run. Trump at it. Wow. The president continued to slam Corker in a tweet in the late afternoon. Bob Corker gave us the Iran deal, and that's about it. We need health care. We need tax cuts, reform. We need people that can get the job done, he wrote. Former U.S. Attorney Breed. Barrar, now a senior legal analyst at CNN, retweeted Corker's response remarking, an adult daycare center whose chief resident can't count to 51. Oh, my gosh. It's crazy. I don't even want to read any more of this. I'm done with those. You know, <laughs> what's that thing they did recently with um, Twitter added more characters? Crazy. Oh, so welcome guest 1985. I was just talking about the Corker and Trump tweet, Twitter spat, and now we're going to move on to a different topic. I was just going to say that I wouldn't be surprised if it was because of Trump why Twitter decided to do that whole test market idea with adding more than 138 characters or whatever. So crazy. Oh, my goodness me. Okay. Let's talk about something else. Let's talk about the Dove racially insensitive Facebook ad. All right, that's another topic here. I'm just kind of doing a rundown on a few different topics. As, as We've got 23 minutes to go. 
All right, here we go. It says, this is by Colin Rosenblatt on NBCNews.com. So the soap company Dove has apologized for a racially insensitive Facebook ad. It said, quote, unquote, missed the mark in representing women of color thoughtfully. Uh, it says that the ad apparently for some sort of soap, but w- which has since been deleted, showed an African-American woman wearing a brown shirt, removing her top to reveal a, a Caucasian woman in a lighter top. A third image shows the white woman removing her shirt to show a woman of apparently Asian descent. On Saturday, Dove, which is owned by Dutch British transnational consumer goods company Unilever, issued an apology on its Twitter page for the ad. Dove wrote on Twitter, they tweeted, an image we recently posted on Facebook missed the mark in representing women of color thoughtfully. We deeply regret the offense it caused. Quote, unquote, an image we recently posted on Facebook. Oh, I just read that. Okay. (laughs) On Facebook, Dove posted a similar statement saying the feedback the company received from the image would help guide their decisions in the future. Dove's committed to representing the beauty of diversity. In an image we posted this week, we missed the mark in thoughtfully representing women of color, and we deeply regret the offense's cause. They have wrote, they posted the same freaking paragraph like three times. I, I accidentally read it again. Sorry. Uh, says Unilever and Dove did not immediately respond to NBC News request for comment. By Sunday morning, Dove's Facebook and Twitter pages were filled with a litany of backlash from consumers. This is gross. You think people of color can just wash away their melanin and become white? What were you going for exactly? Your creative director should be fired. One Angela Reinders wrote on Facebook, Mary Braid in Baltimore, Maryland wrote, that's not missing the mark. That's ensuring that I will never buy another Dove product and I will encourage everyone I know to join me. This is the most non-apology apology I've seen all week. Are you joining the Trump administration now? WTF, is that ad even supposed to mean? Sonia Gumta tweeted at the company. The screenshots of the ad were first shared by American makeup artist Naomi Leanne Blake, which went viral and was shared thousands of times on Facebook and Twitter. Oh, yeah, I see. Okay, so I see it here. Wow. Hmm. The now-deleted ad is not the first time Dove has come under fire for being perceived as racially insensitive. Back in 2011, it says that a controversial ad showed three women standing in front of a wall designated in uh, before and after. It says the woman standing in front of the before image had dark skin, a woman in between had medium-toned skin, and the woman in front of the after image was white. Dove at the time clarified the ad's intent in a statement from its PR team. All three women were intended to demonstrate the after-product benefit. We do not condone any activity or imagery that intentionally insults any audience, the statement read. At the time, Dove said it was committed to featuring realistic and attainable images of beauty in its advertising. So, yeah. Good luck to Dove. I'm glad that they did a public apology. Hopefully, they learn from it. Hopefully, they get better and do the right thing. Oh, we have an internet caller. One moment. Hello, caller. What's your name? Where are you calling from? My name, my name is Captain. Captain? Captain James. Is this really Captain James? Yes, it is. How are you doing? Recouping. I've been praying for you. Are you in Walter Reed? No, I am stateside at a family house. 
Oh, at a family house. Uh, I'm so glad you called in. I've been thinking a lot about you. Did First Lieutenant Diane tell you to call? I tried to call earlier, but I'm so medicated. I tried to call earlier, but I, I didn't wake up in time. Oh, I I can I can only imagine. I I'm so glad you called. I have been thinking so much of you. Do you do you know when you'll get to go home home? I, I'm home right now. I, I'm in New England. Oh, okay. So the fa- you are in family home, New England. Wow. Oh, good. I'm so glad. I'm so glad you made it back home now. I know First Lieutenant Diane told me you've got a long recovery ahead, but she did say you're you're doing better overall. You're feeling better considering all that's going on. I wish I could count to ten on my toes. I don't have ten anymore. I'm so sorry. I wish I knew what to say or do. What can I say or do to help you? I'm home. I'm alive. That's that's good. That's what matters. Yeah, yeah cool. it's so good to hear your voice. I can tell you're I can tell you're tired, but I'm sure you're on a lot of medicine with all that's happened. It's going to be a lot of medication. I can only imagine. Oh, goodness. I'm so sorry. Well, you're welcome to I don't know how to get get you my home number. You're welcome to call any time. I, I think I gave it to First Lieutenant Diane. I'll give it to her again next week to let her know, you know, I'm only a message, text message, or phone call away. But it's so good to hear your well, voice. I promised you when I came home, I would call you. You did. You remember that. That's right. I've been waiting for that call. You did. You promised me when you got back to the States, you would call me. Yes, sir. Yes, First Lieutenant Diane and oh. more in my chat room earlier. Yes, sir. She was, she, she was in earlier? Yes, sir. She sure was. She was oh, earlier. Okay. We talked about... Yes? Please don't serve me. Oh, I won't. Okay, okay. I won't say <laughs> sir anymore. I know I had a friend say yes, ma'am, to me the other day when I called him, and I was like, don't say that. I feel old. I don't like that. <laughs> I hear you. But, yes, she she was. Uh, you know, they have, the, of course, like, y'all, you know, limited Internet time. So she, she was in there for a bit, but she left. Uh, I think she left about. 45 minutes ago, she logged off, but I'm sure I'll see her again next week. But we talked about the canines. They have, uh, she told me about the new canines. Uh, Missile and Sarge are the new pups' names. And there's another canine named Jax. That was Captain Robert's dog, I think she said, that that that's in it with another unit. And they're supposed to get two more canines soon, she told me. So that's good. We talked about that, and we talked about Ralphie May. I didn't know uh, Ralphie May, the comedian that died, performed for the troops 19 times. And she said that she saw Ralphie May uh, in Iraq. She said when she was in Iraq, she saw Ralphie May perform for the troops then. I I see him in... Effluja. Hang on, let me my throat. Effluja, Iraq. Oh, he wow. Performed there. He performed there for the soldiers. 
That's awesome. So you saw him? I saw him in Flugia. Oh, wow. That's so cool. Well, I was telling First Lieutenant Diane that, I, you know, I think I told you before I have stage fright and I need to conquer stage fright so that I can pursue my dream. You know, my dream is to perform stand-up comedy. I've taken a class. I've done open mic nights. But I was telling First Lieutenant Diane that I would love to get good at doing stand-up comedy and, and go there myself to, you know, to the Screaming Eagles in Afghanistan and, and perform. That would be, like, amazing. And don't forget my invitation. When you get well, you and the others, too, when they come back home as well, you're all welcome to my home. So you have to get well so you can come visit. Come to Texas. Yeah, have you ever been to Texas? Oh, yeah. I, I know he, he Houston is. But the other two, you 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 mistaken it for two hundred. Oh, <laughs> two hundred soldiers. <laughs> oh yeah. That's fine. I don't care. How the more the merrier. I'll make room. I have a big backyard. <laughs> I have three bedrooms. I have lots of nice neighbors. We'll make room for everybody. <laughs> we'll do, we'll, we'll, we'll camp. We'll camp in your neighbor's yard. They would love that. They have bonfires every night. I mean, no joke. They would love to have host all of you, too. My my neighbors, like, we all know each other. It's awesome. I've lived here about a decade now. So that is not a problem. <laughs> we'll just we'll just have on the whole street host all of you. <laughs> we'll make room. That's not a problem. You just have to get well for me and get the rest of the soldiers home eventually so we can celebrate a homecoming for everybody then. I'm starting my walking therapy tomorrow. Oh, that's good. I'm, I'm doing well. Good. I lost I lost a few toes, but I didn't lose my nose or my eyes or my trigger finger. No, oh man, I'm so sorry. Just just a long recovery, but you're but like you said, you're you you're alive. You're back home. It may be a long recovery, but you're going to get through this. You've got love and support so many people, including myself. We're here for you. Well, I'm so happy you, you called in. I, I, love you. I love your show, Ned. And uh, all the troops love you and the mess all. They love waking up to you. That means so much to me. You're going to make me cry. I mean, I mean, that really means a lot. Like, I, I know it's not much, but just to just to really get to host a show with the soldiers listening, that means the world to me to just get to bring a little touch of home to all of you. That means so much to me. I don't, I, I'm going to rent um, – what's – I told First Lieutenant Diane I still need to rent that movie, Good, Good Morning Vietnam with Robin Williams. <laughs> I've only seen it one time a long time ago, but I think I should watch it just to get inspiration. <laughs> Because I really want to do a good job for all of you, you know. I was I'm I'm on your show right now. I was trying to type, but it won't let me type because someone else was on the show. It won't let me log in. Oh, that's weird. Well, I'm glad you called in so I could hear your voice. You're welcome to come to the chat room and type anytime too. But and I know you're tired and all, but it means more to me that I get to hear your voice finally. 
And you did promise you would call when you got back to the glad you kept yeah. your promise. I knew you would. I just waited. Yeah. I kept waiting for you to get better to call, well enough to call me. I'm on your show right now. I'm guest 18, yes. 18, 1985. Yes, that's, that's I, I, true. I, okay. can't, I, can't, I can't type. I can't see the keyboard anyway, so it doesn't matter, but I'm telling you, that's me. Oh, okay. Yes, I, 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 I wrote welcome guest 1985. Now I know that's you. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> I remember that year. <laughs> that's funny. You're a graduated high school. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You told me that. That's right. And I graduated '92. You're not that much older than me. <laughs> I, I've, been, I've been to more places than you can imagine. Oh, I can't imagine. I have not been, maybe, I haven't even been in every state in the U.S. yet. You've been around the world. <laughs> That's amazing. So cool. I'm ready, I'm ready to come home permanently. I don't blame I you. I enough. Yes. Yes, I played, you know the song I always played for y'all? I played it earlier. Mm. What's it called? Time to Go Home. That's by Michael Frontier Spirit. That's my song for all of you, for all of you soldiers. Uh, That's right. Yes, sir. I'm home. I'm home. Yes. I'm not leaving. No. No, stay home. I'm home with my mom. She's 83 years old. I lost my dad a few years ago. He was a World War II veteran. Wow. And a Korean War veteran. I did my time. Time to come home. Yes, definitely. You've you more rest. than earned it. <laughs> yes. You you are staying home for good now, right? Please tell me you're not going back overseas. Well, I can't walk, so how can I? But I mean, when you recover, you don't you don't plan to go back, do you? Well, you think my toes are gonna grow back? Well, no, but no. I'm glad you're home. I want you to stay home. I want all the soldiers to come back home too, safe and sound, of course. Goodness. Well, I'm so, so sorry you've been through so much. When we come home like this, we don't go back to war. We stay here and fight for our lives. We recover, recoup, enjoy the rest of our lives home. At least we're home. Yes, with family and friends, definitely. Just get well enough to come visit me. That's all I ask. Just to Texas. Or let me come visit all of y'all. <laughs> you said you're in New England, right? The Patriots? Yeah. Your Patriots fan? Massachusetts. Oh, yes. My favorite artist, Michelle Chamiel, lives in uh, Amherst. Do you know that town? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Amherst. Mhm. Awesome. Yeah, that's where she grew up, where she lives. 
I've never been, but it sounds lovely. I've been to Washington, D.C. like three times. And um, Maryland once. And Ohio. I've been to Ohio a few times. But I've never been to Massachusetts, ironically. (laughs) Nor New York. I would like to visit Massachusetts and New York one day. That would be nice. I've heard good things about New York. No, it was great. I was in Maryland for two weeks at the hospital. And they released me and they came home. Wow. I, fl- I flew in from Germany to Delaware. They shipped me up to Maryland. I recouped there and came home. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure exactly where you were. I thought you were at Walter Reed, but I wasn't sure. Walter Reed in Delaware. Or was in Maryland? I don't know. It used to be in D.C. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah, my I had an uncle that was our great uncle. We called him Uncle Doc. He was actually an army medic and and doctor, and he worked there for a while. Walter Reed, back in the day, a long time ago. So I still think of Walter Reed as being in in D.C., but I I didn't realize it wasn't. I heard they closed it, but uh, I was in so many hospitals. All I know was when somebody told me I was back in in the states. I was in Delaware and Maryland. So either one of those two was the new Walter Reed. Oh, okay. I, I believe it was Maryland because that was my first stop. Oh, so from Afghanistan to, to Germany, they flew you to Germany and then, and then back to the States? Yeah. Gotcha. Did you stay in Germany for a little bit, or did they bring you straight from Germany to to America? I was, I was out. I don't know. I was still with Germany. Minnesota uh, for fuel, and I landed in the states. That's all I know. Gotcha. They usually wow. when we fly out of Cannonball. Oh. It's not it's not stop to Germany, Frankfurt, and then we get our orders and we either go to Iraq or Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow, I'm so happy you called in. Well, keep keep. Keep tuning in on Sunday nights and keep listening. And maybe next Sunday you can call and and um, you know during the time when First Lieutenant Diane and them are listening, I know they'll want to hear your voice too, and you can say hello to them. But I'll, I'll next time I I chat with First Lieutenant Diane, I'll make sure to tell her you know to to call you and to give you my home phone number too, my cell number. Okay. So you can call or text me anytime, but. I know you. I know you've got to rest. You sound so tired. So I definitely want to. We got. I just got a couple of minutes left before the show wraps up. But I'm so happy you called in, and definitely want to let you go so you can rest some more. 
But thank you, Captain James. Thank you so much for your service. Thank you for calling me. You kept your promise. And I know you're going through a lot, and I can't even imagine the, the all you're going through in the recovery. But please know I love you. I'm here for you. Call me. Message me anytime. Seriously. And get well so you can come visit, and I can come visit y'all too. That's the promise I'm keeping. I'm going to find a way to make that happen. It'll soldiers or more, everyone come visit. <laughs> everybody comes home. Yes. That's Not cool. everybody That's walks right. home. Gotcha. Uh, we all come home. Yes. Okay. And God bless you and your show. Oh, thank you. Make you. A, you make a huge difference to us. Thank you so much. You give us hope and prayers. That means a lot. Thank you. you. You've been there for a long time. You've, you're, Sorry, I left for a little while <laughs> after my birth dad died. I feel really sad about that. I'm glad our, our leaders found you earlier. And red flag you, so when we go online, we know where to go. That's awesome. I'm so glad they did that too. I I I just can't tell you how much that means to me. I really really appreciate that so much. Um, like I've said before, and I'll say time and time again, whether I have a little cold or I'm sick or whatever, it doesn't matter because the least I can do is this show for all of you. So I'm not quitting the show ever again. <laughs> I took three years off after my birthday died. And once y'all found me, it reminded me why it was important to do a show of just, just knowing that y'all are listening. It means that much to me that I, I'm not ever quitting. I'm going to keep being there for y'all no matter what. So whether you're here, like you're here back home in the States, call message me anytime. The soldiers back in Afghanistan. I'm gonna keep hosting this show and just being there for all of you, always. Thank you so much for all you've done, Captain James. Oh, thank you, thank you. You make every day another day for us. And I know you're running out of minutes, time. I'll try to call in next week if I'm not out of it. Okay. I'm so glad to hear your voice besides hearing it on the internet. <laughs> yes. Uh, so let's let's continue this next week because I'm ready to fall asleep. Okay. I'll let you go then. Okay. I'll keep you in my prayers and, God, and I will talk to you next week. God bless you and yours uh, and the rest of the family. And our troops overseas till they all come home. Hooah. Yes, hooah. Amen. All right, love and hugs. Love and hugs. Bye, Captain James. Good night. I'm so happy he called in, y'all. <gasps> well, it's time to log off, which is probably good because I can't stop crying now. <laughs> that was Captain James who just got home a couple of weeks ago after an injury in war zone and uh, can't thank him enough for calling in. He promised me once he got back to the States, he would call and I'm so glad he's going to be all right. 
went from worrying he wasn't going to make it to thank goodness he's going to make it. He's just got all in recovery. And if you sounded a little funny, it's because he's really tired. He's on a lot of medicine. So please keep him in your prayers as he's got a long recovery ahead. But he's going to be all right. And that's what matters. And like he said, till all the soldiers come home. Hua. Praying for all of you. Let Michael Franti know the update. Hopefully, I can get Michael Franti to reach out and talk to Captain James in the next few weeks. That would be amazing. All right. Well, I'm going to go. Wishing each of you a wonderful week ahead. Love and hugs. This is Shell signing off. Don't forget, in the meantime, you can message me anytime. Say hi or message your guest requests or topic suggestions on Twitter at Coffee Talk WC. Thank you all for supporting our troops and for your love and hugs and for being there and uh, making this show the show it is. Thank you all so much. And I cannot say thank you enough to our military veterans and their loved ones for all they do. And a special shout out again to Captain James, First Lieutenant Diane, and all the Screaming Eagles from Fort Campbell in Afghanistan. I love y'all so much. Keep doing the show for y'all. Thanks for reminding me what's important. Love and peace. This is Shell signing off.